This is the Big Q, where students ask questions and our campus ethics team helps find answers. This episode features Jackson Stanich, who, along with other students, wondered when recreational sports at Santa Clara would be reopening closed facilities for students. Jackson spoke with Janice DeMonsi, Director of Recreation. Do you think adapting to COVID has been the hardest part of the job? (laughs) COVID has been the hardest part of the job. So our model has always been, we're a very small full-time staff department. There have, there were two of us when we reopened after the pandemic. We had had three. We had actually had a fourth position at HR in February of 2020. So COVID really ruined (laughs) everything we've been striving for. So we are understaffed by probably, there should be six full-time employees. And so we have three. So um, we are structured with 14 behind the scenes student coordinators. They are what keeps us running. And the model that we use is we hire new ones every February to replace the seniors that are graduating. So being closed from March of 2020, we lost everybody but two student coordinators. And thankfully we had two that had been hired as first years and had worked in their jobs for a quarter, almost a full quarter because they were promoted in the fall and worked until we closed in March. But it, when we reopened in September, one of the reasons we said we were phasing everything back in is everyone was learning their jobs again Mm -hmm. because we only returned I think it was like eight people yeah (laughs) and so no one knew how to run the computers at the front no one knew how to enforce policy in the weight room and you'd never been in the weight room Mm -hmm. so yes COVID has been very challenging for the overall program so we've had to phase everything back in so what do you think that's been, if staff has been part of the biggest challenge, what do you think has been the biggest success as a part of campus recreation? So I think the biggest success is just seeing the numbers. I think it was last week I ran a report um, about the number of check-ins and 20,000 people have checked in since we opened in September. That's awesome. Because Mm -hmm. again, in March of 2020, we shut down and we didn't reopen a parking garage weight room until March of 2021. And that parking garage weight room was only open from March until June. And so to be able to say, wow, we had 20,000 people check in, (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) So I think that's been the biggest accomplishment as well as phasing things back in this quarter. So obviously this quarter having intramural sports start again, Mm -hmm. we have 590 students playing soccer. That's awesome. Like, I don't know how that compares to our old soccer numbers in a winter quarter, but Wow, 590 playing soccer, 17 did table tennis, and 28 were at the tournament for cornhole and spike ball. This past weekend, we only had, I think it was six people at chess, but still, like we've we've crowned some intramural champions, mm-hmm. <laughs> which again is huge, and it's huge to have club sports competing again. Um, they were told in March 12th of 2020 that they couldn't play or practice. And even when we came back to virtual school in the fall of, what would it be, 21? Or no, fall of 21, we were in school. So fall of 20, we still, we told them they couldn't practice. Mm -hmm. They could do team building and and try to recruit some people, but they weren't supposed to practice. And so that's hard. I mean, that's a lot of students' way to create community. And so now 
at least this past fall, they were able to start practicing again. They really did want to start competing in the fall, but again, we had to phase things back in. Like we were not ready mm-hmm. <laughs> for them to compete, which because competing means renting buses, hotels. Like, and again, we had to train the coordinators. We have three coordinators that help with club sports. We had to train them. We also had to hire some still because we weren't fully staffed. Um, so, so yeah, those have been the highlights is just knowing that we've got numbers of students participating and able to start developing and building community. Because I think that's been the hardest thing on all students is the yeah. inability to meet people, but then also to feel connected to Santa Clara. I think that ties in to something that like I feel like very impacted by with COVID is um, like coming to Santa Clara. I remember that first, because I'm a junior now, that okay. first quarter I played so much basketball and it was so great. Um, and then obviously with COVID, things had to change for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Um, but I guess it hits at the bigger issue of the balancing act that like you and your position have to strike between like obviously we want kids to be healthy and stuff but at the same time like we need to be safe yes and so if you could elaborate maybe a little bit on uh how the decision making process works um for like the COVID related closures and like reduced capacity right so obviously (laughs) my winter break (laughs) was not really a vacation no it was a vacation until I think it was December 29th (laughs) and then from December 29th until January 2nd which already on January 2nd I was working like we have staff meetings every Sunday before quarter starts so I was already working that day but basically everything that we had put in place as the plan for returning with Omicron we had to pivot Mm -hmm. um, and completely change so I was rewriting a newsletter, I was recreating signs, but basically the safety of all students and using the building became top priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we mirrored a lot of stuff we did in the parking graduate room as a way to keep the building open. Because again, <laughs> as I told a student yesterday when his nose was showing for the second time, and he was trying to tell me that I was ruining his mental health. I was like, no, I have fought really hard to keep this building open. Mm. This building easily could have been closed because again, you're exercising, which means you're exerting yourself and particles can still sneak out of your mask mm-hmm. and we could have endangered everybody. Mm-hmm. But by returning to the whole social distancing and mm. ensuring that we had six feet of space, so obviously those black, there's black boxes in the weight room again, and we kept them, even though we've remodified. We've gone from our capacity of 80 back to 150. Normal capacity is 180, but we still think that we need to have a little bit of extra space. <laughs> so 30 extra students, um, and we're not hitting capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but the boxes help for someone who does want six feet to be able to still say to someone like, "Hey, I'm sorry, but can you? Mm-hmm. I I need this space. Yeah. <laughs> I want to feel safe." Because again, for us, we're open to just, we're, we're only open right now to students, faculty, and staff. Mm-hmm. We have not reopened our alumni memberships or our guest passes. So, but we need to ensure that all faculty, staff, and students that use the building are comfortable and safe. And so um, there was another group of students that were like, well, we've all had Omicron. And I was like, well, that's fine, but not everybody using this building right now has had Omicron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't had Omicron mm-hmm. and I'm standing here talking to you. Mm-hmm. 
And so I just need you to wear your mask. That's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, to open in January, we had to reinstitute social distancing. We, when we reopened in September, we had already reformatted the weight room. So you probably remember that the equipment, the treadmills used to be able to touch someone's opposite shoulder from mm -hmm. one treadmill to the other. <laughs> so all of the equipment is five feet apart um, from center to center. Um, so it's not quite six, but it's not what it was. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so what we decided to do was just mark every other out of order. Um, so now again, that's back to normal. Um, we changed that last week. We have not brought pickup basketball back, which I know is disappointing a large number of students on campus. The reason for that is even prior, like last fall, we yeah. were having a really hard time having people have their mouths and their noses covered. Um, and so we really need people we, we really probably need the mask rule to change and that there's no mask because people playing basketball, the mask just fall down and there's no movement to cover their mouths and you're too close together. And mm -hmm. we know that Omicron is extremely contagious. And so in order to protect the campus community, I have to continue to say that there's no pickup basketball. Again, when you're using the weight room, if you're on the treadmill and you are exercising, you're not face to face with another person and in pickup basketball you are yeah and so we do have the half court outside again i know it's not the best <laughs> and i think now honestly one of the strategic master planning things is we do need to have more outdoor basketball hoops we just do yeah we need to have probably two or three courts and they need to be lighted so that you can play at night and um they probably need to be away from residence halls so that you can play at two o'clock in the morning if you want um, and again, this is something we learned from COVID. So there are some good things we've learned mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's some challenges. Um, so I do think that is one of the bonuses that will come. Hopefully we'll find some space for some more outdoor stuff. Do you think, um, I mean, I think everyone has their own optimistic or pessimistic timelines <laughs> on everything. And we have had for like two years now, but do you think your, um, like let's focus on basketball for a second, uh -huh. the decision-making on that is is that contingent on the number of like the case trends at our school is that contingent on county guidelines or what the COVID response team says or is it all kind of i think it's all intertwined mm -hmm. right because right now there's a county guideline that we have to wear mask indoors mm -hmm. and i personally live in santa cruz county that goes away tomorrow yeah like, i don't have to wear a mask a lot of the counties nearby a lot of the counties yeah. nearby it goes away and so until this county removes that well, and then on that top of that, Santa, Santa Clara University needs to remove theirs. Mm -hmm. And I'm very nervous that they won't. And if the county removes it, we really need to. Yeah. Like, we just need to mirror what the county is saying. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's all intertwined. Until the county releases their mask mandate, I think we have to, we have to look at the case numbers and if they dramatically drop, then we need to decide, okay, do we just bring it back and know that we're just gonna see noses and mouths? Or bring it back, but say, if we see mouths, like that person just has to leave, like basically lock all the doors and make everybody come in and sign a contract mm -hmm. <laughs> that says, I understand that if you see my mouth, I'm out. Because again, I mean, a mask, 
slipping to here is very different. And again, I'm just lowering it to yeah. right below my nose than this. Yeah. And this is where we see it when you play basketball. Yeah. And so it's that's not okay. Like it just, we know it's not okay. Mm. And, and we also know that with Omicron, there are people, even if they're boosted, that have gotten COVID 35 days later. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the 90 that it yeah. was before. And so until we all just say, we're moving on, it's the flu, it's a mild cold, we're all boosted. There's gonna be another booster that we're all gonna to have to get next fall or in another seven months. And that's just gonna be the new thing. Yeah. If that's the new thing, then, then yeah, everything changes back, right? But I think the challenge right now is while there's a mask mandate, yeah. we're kind of stuck. I guess that's, there's two questions that that triggers is, one is, in like in obviously a position where you make the, you set the rules essentially, you have to balance like carrot and stick, uh -huh. right? Because it's like, at the same time, like I know personally, maybe just essentially a lot of college guys use basketball as an outlet and like the mental health point, I think it does have some validity, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's like, you're exposing people. Um, so it's like balancing that and then being like, well, we're locked down. We're locked down. And if you go like this to call a play or whatever, right. then you're out. Um, so I, I can understand that that juggling for right. sure. And then I guess when you say um, that Santa Clara should mirror um, like the county's guidelines and stuff, that makes a lot of sense to me. Do you have a seat at that table in some capacity? So I don't, and I'm kind of thankful that they didn't ask me to sit on COVID up. So what I've been sitting on since COVID is, is so there was some resilience and recovery groups that got formed, and one of them was student engagement, and one was health and well-being. And so I was in charge of health and well-being, and Lori Salazar was in charge of student engagement. Well, we merged the two, um, and we continue to do work. And so we then rebranded ourselves and are continuing to do the same work, and we're called the Campus Working Engagement Group. And so it's a group that meets monthly where we are, well, the winter wellness is coming out of that. Um, but what we're trying to do is just get different departments across campus in one room, which happens to be this room, <laughs> and talk about what events you have coming up the next month as a way to cross promote. This past session, we also had some students We've invited student group leaders like from SCAP and other CSOs mm. and RSOs to join our meeting, but we talked about student recruitment and how to get students back re-engaged. Like, and it really, what we came up with is that it's tabling. Like students need to just, the, the, you don't want to look at emails. No one reads emails. You don't want to look at Zoom. Like you're done, like mm. you, it's this interaction that students want. So we just have, we have to start tabling more. And some of that is like grassroots tabling where mm. it's just like, you know, come to my table and just learn what's on campus. Like, again, yeah. I think there's a number of students that don't realize there's, there's 150 registered student organizations. Like, mm -hmm. that's huge. Um, so because of that, I think I wasn't asked to be on COVID ops. Mm. <laughs> I also don't think I was part of COVID operations just because they already have a way to communicate with me. And they also know that I'm going to follow, like, I am going to look at and read what other universities are doing. So the whole, you're allowed three per basket mm -hmm. is a California thing. Um, a lot of the state, California state universities, there was a, in the fall, there was a discussion in our regional um, newsletter for our professional organization called NURSA, Leaders in Collegiate Recreation, on what California, like, basically someone was like, if you're not in California, please don't answer this question. <laughs> mm -hmm. But in California, we have a mask mandate. And um, what are you doing about basketball? 
because again, we were all faced with the same problem. And so um, a number of schools were limiting it to three per hoop, which again, we still allow you to shoot baskets because mm -hmm. yes, there are students that only want to do that as mm -hmm. recreation. So again, if we had closed the courts, that would have been worse. Yeah. If we had only left the weight room open, that would have been worse. So at least, yes, you can play knockout, you can play horse, you can get creative with the ability to shoot. You just can't play a game because you're face to face. Yeah. I do think the point about, uh, that you mentioned previously about needing outdoor courts yeah. is really accurate because I mean, that court, not only is it like one hoop double rimmed and slanted, <laughs> but it's also next to like the beach volleyball yeah. court and stuff. Um, have has that discussion progressed in any capacity or is it not more just yet an idea? i mean i think right now so the other thing that was happening in february of 2020 is we were starting to talk about the expansion of this building so mm -hmm. this building was built for 4000 students and so with a student body of 6000 plus all of our graduate students we need six basketball courts like yeah. that is what we need like so the the short time that you were here you saw it impacted like i mean intramural basketball closes all the courts in club mm -hmm. sport practice from what is it, seven o'clock at night until 11 o'clock, mm -hmm. and there's no basketball at all. Now what we gained with the Athletic Excellence Center is we do have access to the Sobrato court in the evenings from five to closing. And so we did push all of our club volleyball teams over there to practice, which then allows for these courts, and especially right now with no intramurals indoors, it allows for these courts to all be open. Um, but yeah, in, the, in February of 2020, we had gone over to San Jose State and looked at their new rec center and started talking about what our expansion would need to include and what it would need to also have. Um, and, then, and then now, post-COVID, it's gonna probably need to have a little bit more space because our cardio section does need to have everything just five feet apart. Mm -hmm. um, it can't be on top of one another. And then in the weight room itself, same type of spacing everything will be about five feet apart and and maybe the floor will have you know color designations for mm -hmm. each bench so that you do have personal space because the other thing when you are lifting if i'm doing flies yeah i am needing yeah you know about six, six feet, feet of space. Yeah. yeah i mean so there's a lot of exercises you do that you need space and so it will just help and again we weren't designing rec centers to look like that mm -hmm. i've been in the field for 20 three years, 24 years now, that's not how we design them. And now that is what we're moving towards is there's just gonna be more space and area for stuff. And so yeah, part of that new plan will also need to be, what we've already also, we know we need to double Bellamy, like mm -hmm. we need to find more field space. Yeah. <laughs> so in addition to finding more field space, now we need to have at least, like I said, the ideal world would be three outdoor courts. It'll probably end up being more like two, but at the same time, we need two full, basketball outdoor lighted courts mm -hmm. um, and then sand volleyball our expansion is actually planned to go behind so mm -hmm. sand volleyball needs to be relocated as well when we put that there they were we knew that we'd have to eventually move it Makes so yeah we need more land yeah I mean <laughs> I think that's the bigger that? problem <laughs> um, yeah so I guess one question I was thinking about when you had said like mirroring the county guidelines is the difference is we had that surge in January, like the, like nobody's business. It was crazy. Everyone, yeah. myself included, got COVID in that like that first three weeks of yeah. January, basically. Um, and I think that's, that's served as some source of evidence um, 
or like justification for some of the frustrations I imagine students feel because it's like there. Yeah. I think the challenge though is if you look at the dashboard, uh -huh. where are the people testing? So again, if you look at the dashboard and you know that the first week of January we had 500 positive and then we had 400, that's still only 900 students. Mm -hmm. And I think, I didn't look at last week's, but the first week, January 31st week, only like a thousand people tested. And there's 3,000 people that live in the residence halls and mm -hmm. all of them are supposed to be testing weekly. Mm -hmm. And then off-campus students were advising that they should test. Mm -hmm. And so there's supposedly, let's just pretend it's 5,000. Mm -hmm. 5,000 undergrads. Mm -hmm. We won't even include the law students or the grad students. A thousand people had COVID. So that means 4,000 people should be testing. Mm -hmm. And there yeah. isn't. Yeah. So, so yes, the positivity rate from who is testing is low. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's the accurate. Yeah. So that's where you then have to look at the county's number and assume, well, okay, if the county has this much COVID in it, then this is probably closer to where campus is. Yeah. Which is the challenge. Yeah. Because again, if no one's testing the way that they're supposed to be testing, then the data is not accurate. So how optimistic are you that spring quarter will be, that there'll be any like uh, more phasing in, as you had explained, of like different activities or clubs or basketball courts aside? <laughs> so for intramural sports, we're already planning to just stay outside. Mm -hmm. We've asked athletics to use the beach volleyball. So we'll have sand volleyball, which we've never offered as an intramural sport. We'll probably do another, we're doing a three on three basketball tournament at the end of this month. So the 26th and the 5th. Um, and then we'll bring, softball will be back in intramural soccer. Um, and I forget, I feel like, I, and I think some of the other tournaments like the cornhole, mm -hmm. cornhole and spike ball. So that will be, almost back to normal. What we won't have is badminton. Well, in the spring, we used to have volleyball indoors. So again, it's mm -hmm. just going to be beach volleyball. And we used to have a three-on-three uh, three three league as well. And I think actually Austin might be trying to have the three-on-three three league. Um, so everything will look normal, except we still probably won't be bringing back alumni members and mm -hmm. guests. So students used to be able to bring in a guest for $8. And a lot of that is paperwork in the front desk knowing what to do and how to run it. <laughs> we have a lot of students that are seniors that will be finishing out their terms this quarter. So what mm -hmm. we always had in the spring quarter is a winter quarter grad membership. Mm -hmm. We will be bringing that back. Um, one, because obviously all those seniors would be really upset if they <laughs> didn't have that option. Um, they will have to pay. They've always had to pay. So if they do want to continue using the facility, um, I believe it's $85, um, but we have a student who's working for us who is also one of those winter quarter grads, and so that allows her to work up to 40 hours a week, so she will be able to help manage that program. Mm -hmm. So we are going to phase that back in. We, I mean, yeah, I really do with, again, with Santa Cruz County and all of the other ones around Santa Clara County dropping their masks. I really hope that Santa Clara County eventually changes their mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's going to take for them to change their mind, but I think we we can't do anything with anything else until they do. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah. So for the most part, our, and then the other thing we are bringing back this summer is summer camp. Our department, in addition to being understaffed with full-time staff positions, we have to make money to spend money. So to replace this table, the chairs, to buy the intramural championship t-shirts, all of that comes from revenue. So right now our only revenue is our locker rentals. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we need to have our summer camp because um, we've lost two summers of revenue from camp. Um, camp brings in about 200K. Um, so that's a pretty hefty number. It's a lot of t-shirts. It's a lot of t-shirts. Um, it's a lot of resurfacing the basketball court. It's fixing the crooked rim that you just told me about. <laughs> I didn't realize it was crooked, so I'll have to look into that. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of a lot of stuff. So, um, so we're excited to bring that back this summer. And then, yeah, hopefully be able to bring back our alumni members. The challenge with the alumni members is obviously if we have to do something again where we have to you know mark every other machine out of order they're going to have to come back with the caveat that if we have to go to modified restrictions you're then not allowed again or something yeah. you know and that's the challenge is that when we allow them back it's almost like we need to allow them back when we don't have to shut it back down again yeah because that's a headache that i don't want to have to manage i think it'll also it'll be like you're saying, like if the county reduces code, uh, like guidelines, you still need SCU to do that as well. I do. And so how much autonomy would you have in your position? Say, let's say there's professors who are like, well, we still need masks in school, but basketball. Yeah, that is where I would probably have to start going and advocating for, it would just be a nightmare for my staff. Yeah. I know it would. Yeah. I mean, Students already don't want to wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, again, the student yesterday is like, you're ruining my mental health. And again, his point was, I can't see people's faces. And I was like, well, time out. Like, this building is open. Like, mm. I have been advocating mm. to ensure. That, I mean, we're open 113 hours a week. I don't know how we did it the first two weeks with mm -hmm. the number of student staff that we had COVID. Mm -hmm. And I, I worked the desk, yes, maybe about 20 hours. But I still wasn't there every day. I wasn't, didn't have to be there over the weekend. I mean, the students really did pull through and the ones that were healthy worked extra and the ones that weren't healthy obviously had to stay home. But I mean, I don't know how we did it, but mm. we, Mally didn't have to adjust their hours at all. The pool, I always have issues with the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost about, I don't know, 12 hours for the first, during that first two weeks. Um, but still, I mean, I can't believe we were able to stay open. So I know that students are not happy wearing masks. So if the county dropped their guidelines and Santa Clara University chose not to, I would have to start talking to a lot of people on campus um, because it really, I mean, it would impact this building. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, students would be coming in without them and then treating, I mean, they're already disrespectful to the staff right now. Um, and again, I get it. I just don't think they understand the point that I'm, that, the reason we haven't allowed basketball back, I don't think they understand the close to contact mm -hmm. because part of it is like, well, we've all had COVID. And I was like, well, again, George that wants to come in and just shoot, we don't know that he's had COVID. And if you're applying, like, I mean, again, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, we don't have everyone's COVID status. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have to keep everybody safe. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part is also like as having staff members for the most part that are like each other's peers and stuff 
it's a it's a weird power dynamic mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah. Um, and I think obviously some people handle it better than others. Like, I mean, I'm always of the mind just like appealing to people's like empathy. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like, dude, I this is my job. I have to yell yeah. at you. You don't have to yell back at me. It's like this is just how it works. Yeah. Everyone's like, you're not gonna change anything yelling back at me. Yeah. But at the other end, there's also I remember like even last quarter. There was just some people where it was like it was like the smallest amount of power ever to go to someone's yeah. head and stuff, and it's like it just kind of ruins the environment. So I think obviously having the mass, like you're saying, they're not basketball is not going to work yeah. with them. And obviously, it's great that there's other aspects of recreation that have been it will be implemented and succeed, which is really exciting, including my IM soccer team. So that's awesome. fun. Um, Are you in the playoffs? Yes, yes. I actually have to miss my game tomorrow with another one of my teammates because we're going to the Warriors game. Oh. But well worth it. Well um, worth it. But yeah, I think that's all my questions. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to plug or anything? No, I, I would just say, yeah. I mean, again, we're, we're doing the best we can, and um, I would like everything to be back to normal, but until we can do that safely. And I, again, I think that is what Santa Clara's universities tried to do the whole time is to just we think first safety and then we think well two things now we really are thinking mental health of students but we also have to balance out the safety Mm -hmm. so how do you do both um and so again we didn't close the courts Mm -hmm. we just are only allowing you to shoot um so you're still getting some (laughs) some workout and yeah and we've added to the list outdoor courts because we really need outdoor courts (laughs) all right well thank you so much you're welcome